Hi, it's Marna Ashburn, and this is Ethics and Etiquette, a thought-provoking discussion about everyday dilemmas. I'm here with wife, mother and attorney, Kelly Halligan-Zimmerman. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Marna. Hi, Mike. Good morning, everybody. And Mike Derrick, a retired Army officer, combat vet, and father of four. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Marna. Good morning, Kelly, and good morning to all our listeners. It's so good to be with both of you and with you, our listeners. Thanks for joining us as we hang out, start a conversation, and learn a thing or two together. Our goal is to offer insights and perspectives on sticky situations that will help you examine your choices and exercise your own ethical muscles. As always, your comments are welcome. Inbox at ethicsandetiquette.com. We'd love to hear from you. Today, we're talking about using terms of endearment with people you barely know. Are these terms welcome or unwelcome, or are you neutral about them? By endearing terms, I mean pet names such as hun, sweetie, doll, sugar, babe, baby, and that type thing. Typically spoken by service providers to customers or clients in a casual way. Now, one caveat here, my, with my close friends, we will often call one another doll, sweetie, babe, in light, fun conversations. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about with acquaintances uh, or people you barely know. So let me give you the first example. And this happened to me. I was at work and the FedEx man came in. I manage a, a professional office park. That's my day job. The FedEx man came in and he was in his mid to late 20s. He, and he had a package for one of our tenants and she, but she wasn't in that day. She wasn't around. So I said, why don't you give it to me and I'll be sure that she gets it. So he hands the package to me, punches something into his hand computer. As he walked out, he said, thank you, my love. And I thought, ooh, I thought my love was especially presumptuous, especially from a man to a woman, but I didn't say anything to him. I just glared at him as he walked out. (laughs) That was my method of dealing with it. However, the next day I was at Starbucks and the barista, who was a female, probably in her early 20s, kept calling me, hun, sweetie. Will there be anything else, honey? Here you go, sweetie. Thank you, sweetie. I, I found I didn't mind it so much when it was coming from a female. So is it the term, my love, or is it the fact that it was coming from a man? What bothers me more? What are your thoughts? Is this a Southern thing, do you think, Marna? My it's love? Just the whole you know, term of endearment. Uh, Those of us who live in the cold, frozen north, we Uh tend to think of the south as where that stuff is said. I do see it more in the south. So, as to your question, first of all, is this your regular FedEx guy? Is he, like, in there? Because, you know, usually there's a... Uh, a standard delivery person, whether it's UPS or FedEx, that has your route. Yeah. Now, we have various FedEx people uh-huh. and various U- various UPS people, so it's almost never the same person. I try to oh, really? introduce right. myself huh. to all of them. So, all right, Kelly, what do you think? Quick question. How old was the gal at Starbucks? Young 20s. Probably a little younger than the FedEx man. Okay. Well... I mean, I diagnose this as you're being sexist, Marna. <laughs> That's your diagnosis? <laughs> yes. No, I mean, Kelly, right out of the blocks. Jeez. A little bit, anyways. And I think that's why it bothered you. But I think, first of all, I think everybody's trying to do the best they can, right? I, I, I truly believe that both these individuals are very young. They're trying to be friendly. They may be mimicking or imitating someone older that they worked with you know I think they're just trying to be friendly is it appropriate 
Probably not, but it's it's interesting that the woman didn't bother you, but the young man did. I mean, one was my love, which is a little bit, I think, more intimate, and the other is more like sweetie honey. That's a little bit more southern. You're down in Virginia, and she you probably didn't even notice, but you probably did hear her do that with another customer, you know, where you weren't aware of it, and then she did it with you. And Oh, I'm sure she did, yeah. You know, it just didn't register as being, you know, offensive. Um, I think, you know, there's really two different scenarios. One is in a professional setting that we should address. And then the other is really in kind of a more customer service type setting. Your first example is more of a professional setting, although the young man clearly probably didn't get that. The second example is more of you're a customer you know, she's trying to serve you and be warm and friendly. So I guess that would be my my initial take. I, I don't really see a reason to address it with either of them. I mean, if you had the same FedEx person, which has been my experience, you might want to say something gently to him in a nice way because he may not know any better. And uh, And can you script that? Like, how would you say that? since we like to give scripts to help people <laughs> along here. Well, I think, you know, what what you want to do, I, I think, is try to take it sort of one step at a time, l- let them know that um, you'd prefer that they don't do that, and then let them know how you feel. That would be my suggestion is, you know, but I would not do it in this uh, I'm trying to think about the best way to put this, Marn and Mike, but I think as a society, we've been become too politically correct. We've become too sensitive, too prickly, you know, just looking for things that we don't like. And I think we should give people the benefit of the doubt. Lighten up a bit? Yeah, give people <laughs> the benefit of the doubt. Understand that they're doing the best they can. So if you feel like you got to handle it, stay calm politely explain to them how you feel and hey I'm Marna appreciate you're just using my name going forward but I I think no matter how you put it the other person is probably not going to feel great (laughs) I would or just kind of go at it from the you know instead of correcting that guy say hey what's your name you know show some interest in them because you know, the power situation here is he's delivering something to you. You Maybe not you personally, but someone you represent. So, you know, hey, what's your name? And, you know, if especially if it's someone who is often dropping off packages at your, your office complex and then say, hey, I'm Marna, you know. And, and if he persists over time, just say, hey, you know, call me Marna, you know, whatever. And, and not make him feel bad. Not Yeah, I like know, that approach. In, not come in too strong you know you've got to think about what his day is like right he's driving around town delivering packages to people who've you know ordered them in our uh, very distributed economy here and um you know some people really get into that for other people it's it's really kind of boring onerous work so good suggestions from both of you i will tell you that i was talking about this with a friend of mine not too long ago and she asked me what if you reversed it and had the female barista calling you my love? What would you think about that? Is it just as bad? And I think, no, I, I don't think it's just as bad, but I think my love crosses a line, even woman to woman. 
It bothers me more than Han or Sweetie. Well, it shows that they don't really understand those words. I mean, you know, you you don't use that term with everybody. That's, as Kelly said earlier, that's pretty intimate. Yeah, um, it's pretty presumptuous. Yeah. It is inappropriate, let's be very clear here, for a man to call a woman that in a professional setting, which this was. But is it offensive? Should you take offense? Eh, I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, I, I think... You know, if the guy was like in his 50s, if he wasn't really old where, you know, he almost it's a different generation. I'm not even sure that, you know, they would understand the offensiveness of it. If he was kind of in his 40s or 50s and kind of creepy, then I think, you know, and you really thought he was trying to be creepy, then I think you need to confront him and you know, maybe move off that everybody's doing the best they can. But but the scenario you describe is just a young guy who's, like Mike said, running around trying to do his job and just a little bit clueless, that's all. No harm yeah. intended. Yeah, um, clueless. And I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I think we want to always do that um, because most of the time people are good. And, and I want the benefit of the doubt when I screw up, so... For sure, me too. I want people to give me grace, and I want to give them grace. So, yeah, I mean, I think in a work environment, if this was a colleague as opposed to a a FedEx person, you're getting into a a trickier situation. Okay. So it's a generational thing, younger to older, and it's also a a regional thing. Yeah, and I think also it really, and Kelly alluded to this it's all about delivery you know if that was just said in a very innocent offhanded way you know just going out the door that's one thing if if it's a come on if it's creepy if it's uh you know in your face that's entirely different right and it wasn't a come on yeah yeah it was just thanks for helping me out my love yeah i mean my love is a little unusual (laughs) hey call me marna (laughs) it goes a little you know even like in you know like in Britain, they'll say love, hey love, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's almost, right. uh, mm-hmm. but my love is just sort of a, a step up, and that's really kind of meant for, you know, real family members. And even then, I think you would hear it from, an, you know, somebody in their 70s or older, more likely. Right. 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 I mean, family would, members or girlfriends, for example. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, my girlfriends don't call me that. Thank <laughs> no, God. I mean, it's like boyfriend to girlfriend type thing, husband like, to wife. Yeah, I mean, what I would say is in a work environment, you know, it, it's kind of ironic. And I didn't know this. Uh, I mean, I guess instinctively, I know that it's not appropriate. And these are the kind of things that I might see. Um, you know, as part of a complaint in, in the workplace. But terms of endearment are actually examples of sexual harassment um, by the U.S. Department of the Interior's Office of Civil Rights. And they, they specifically cite honey, dear, sweetheart among the unprofessional expressions. Oh, um, really? Mm. Yep. Wow. Even if the speaker has no harm in saying them, um, mm-hmm. the Office of mm-hmm. Civil Rights says the effect is the primary issue rather than the intent. Um, You know, even if the person means nothing by it, if you've used the term for years, you should be aware that such expressions are inappropriate. Wow. So So in the workplace, one one should retrain oneself and not Uh, use them. Yeah, because, you know, and in all fairness, you know, if you're a man, you best be careful because... (laughs) 
there's mm-hmm. probably going to be a different standard for you um, as compared to a woman. You know, most of the time it'll be fine, but you run into somebody that doesn't like you or whatever, and they could lodge a complaint, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and say that they're being harassed. And even if HR or the legal department or whomever may think, you know, may look at it and kind of view it like as we do, oh, wow, this, you know, this person just needs to be re-educated, you know, the individual would have to go through, you know, the whole process. And, and that's, that's difficult. And I'm not saying it's, it shouldn't happen, but it's just that in a professional setting, you need to be on your best behavior and you just can't say things like that. Yeah. So to FedEx corporate, if you're listening out there, <laughs> um, perhaps you should uh, make some changes to your new employee training, you know. Bring it up. Just bring it up. Probably shouldn't call your customers my love. Now, if he'd called me, hun, I don't think I would have batted an eye. We do get that a lot in the South, but my love was... But even that, you know, Marna, some people might find offensive or disrespectful. (laughs) For sure. You know, too informal, annoying, condescending, you know, like there's all sorts of things I've seen over the years as an attorney, you know, he was patronizing me. He made me feel put down. He made me uncomfortable. Um, And these are all legitimate complaints. And I don't mean to imply that they're not. But I also think that sometimes people just don't know any better. Um, So if just talking about on this podcast can help someone, you know, understand like, hey, in a workplace, you need to stay away from that completely. And in your regular life, maybe you want to do so as well, except for like close family members good advice. All right. So the next example I have actually came from my life as well. I have a a good friend who is a woman who is 80 years old and she has a landscaping crew. She had a landscaping crew at her house helping her with her yard and garden. It was quite a big yard and garden. And the crew supervisor, quite a bit younger than her, the whole time he was there, he, he called her by every familiar endearing term in the book. This is an 80 year old woman, sweetheart, honey, darling, beautiful doll face and believe me she did not like it but she didn't say anything to him now what in your opinion should she have done and then i'll tell you what happened kelly uh i wouldn't have done anything i would have let it go and then i probably wouldn't have used their services again i don't think it would have bothered me like it bothered her but if i put myself in her shoes if i really felt irritated i wouldn't use them again I guess unless they did a crackerjack job. Yeah, she thought it was very disrespectful. Or or the price was excellent. But, I, you know, one of the things that I like to keep in mind, especially with food servers, (laughs) or anybody that's providing a service for me, like, don't make them angry until they're done. Or you you may end up with a... Spit in your food. Yeah, bad meal, (laughs) a bad landscaping job, whatever. Yeah, it is. It is really condescending, though, on that guy's part. And, you know, some we we just don't treat older people like we should oftentimes in our society. And that may be part of it. He may just be being disrespectful or ignorant or ignorant. But for him to run through the whole range of (laughs) of terms of endearment, you know, it'd be one thing if like love was his standard greeting to everybody. 
But for him to run through the whole range of weird terms of endearment in an inappropriate situation, that's a little much. So yeah, um, yeah, doll face is particularly irritating. Yeah, right? That's, that's, <laughs> Where did that's that come just from? that's over the top. That's it's not over the even top. Nice, right? It's not even pleasant. You know, it's not even cute. Yeah. If it were cute, if it were warm, and again, it's about delivery, right? Yeah, just a little much. So yeah, I, I mean, one of the things I learned living in Texas, the people there are so great and down to earth, and have the best manners, is yes ma'am no ma'am yes sir no sir if you feel like you need to call somebody something ma'am is good yeah i, I mean agree. if you forget mm-hmm. her name or and and you feel awkward you could just say yes ma'am well ma'am we're gonna you know we're gonna go ahead and do these bushes over here and we're gonna you can tell i've got a deep background in landscaping it That's- sounds so much better saying ma'am yeah it's, even from you it's kelly respectful. It's <laughs> respectful yeah even from even from disrespectful me but yeah <laughs> no i think i think so i mean i think that's the way you go if you feel like you have to use a term i have found i'm really going off the rails here but in older people when they struggle sometimes with memory issues they will they engage in certain behaviors and sort of learn to cope with the memory issues by using set phrases and mm-hmm. referring to people like, hey, honey, how you doing? Or come on over here, kiddo. You know, that kind of thing. When, yeah, I had a great uncle who did that. And he, um, and it was because he was struggling remembering people's right, names. Right. That's a really good point, Kelly. So that happens. Sometimes people refer to these sort of generic terms when they're struggling with remembering somebody's name. And that's where you could, in a setting where you don't know the person, you could go to the ma'am or sir, or where you kind of know the person, but you can't remember their name. You can't go wrong with ma'am or sir. Um, and if it's family, like with my great uncle... I never minded, of course, when he called me kiddo or, um, mm-hmm. th- you know, whatever he came up with, because I knew he was looking at me and going, what's her name again? <laughs> Which yeah, is sad, yeah, but yeah. but that's where we were. But, you know, in within family, it's an entirely different thing. I think yeah. that's part of the warmth and, and friendliness of families, and or at least it should be. And... Um, Boy, that's a that's a good way to put it, though, Kelly. I really like that because we're dealing that with that in our family, and um, yeah, it's something to look out for. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If you if you have it with an older person, and I also think an older person, you know, I'm reversing your example where obviously your friend was sharp as a tack and didn't like what was happening. You know, sometimes older folks either, you know, they just they're from a different generation, so sometimes they use those kind of phrases, especially Southerners, um, because that's how they were brought up and that's how they were referred to. And that's what they saw when they went to the local diner or or gas station or whatever. Um, So you have to be mindful of that, I think. So what happened was my friend didn't say anything to the crew supervisor, but she did talk to her daughter about it, who was living in the house. And um, eventually the da- daughter said something to the crew supervisor like, I don't think my mom appreciates being called by all those nicknames you call her. And after that, it did stop or at least slowed down, except for a few that continued to slip out out of habit. 
But I think he was kind of surprised that his behavior offended her like that. It was just because it was just his, you know, behavior. Yeah, he's not uh, <laughs> he's not totally plugged in, I'll tell you that much. He, he just operates in a very different perspective and different world. And, you know, uh, you just don't use some of those terms. It's not it's not right. It's not appropriate. How yeah. did the landscaping job come out after that? <laughs> it was <Yeah>. beautiful. <laughs> I think was they it? worked it out, and she'll continue to use the mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a good, good solution, though, you know, mm-hmm. if that if the, the woman found that offensive, you know, instead of confronting the guy herself, letting, you know, her daughter do it for her. Yeah, the secondhand. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that. Well, you know, we did a show on forms of address, I forget which season it was, but I'll post a link to it We, in which we talked about how some people, and I'm one of them, I don't really like it when doctors, dentists, nurses, uh, medical assistants, whatever, go right to my first name rather than call me Miss Ashburn until I say, call me Marna. I think the respectful thing to do is, is Mr. Mrs. until you're told otherwise. So here, I think, rest, yeah, restraint is called for. Don't use those terms of endearment. Don't assume a level of intimacy, and don't assume the other person is okay with it until you know for sure. No, I think those are those are very good uh, guidelines to follow. Given the fact that you know there are some regional differences, there are some age differences uh, where we we give people the benefit of the doubt when they're of a certain age, and then there's also gender differences. So yeah, it, it's just manners is timeless, but it's not. You know, it's it's kind of funny. Like when I was growing up, we always called, you know, our parents' friends, you know, Mr. or Ms. or Mrs. Anybody, even in their 20s, when I was in my teens, we referred to as Ms. or Mr. Uh, my kids, it's not been that way, um, mm-hmm. you know, which is still kind of weird to me. Like, you know, when my daughter played volleyball, You know, she had coaches through the club that she played through that were in their 40s and 50s. And, you know, they were all referred to by their first names. It just, it seemed weird to me. I got used to it, but... um, And how how old was your daughter when she was... Oh, I mean, you know, 15, 16, 17. Hmm. Yeah, I mean... yeah, I think we called him Coach, like Coach Halligan, Coach. Yeah, yeah. Right. But yeah. no, no, no. They just, you know, called him Pat or Brian or whatever. And that's what they were told to do. But it just, you know, seemed weird to me. I don't think my daughter thought anything of it. But, you know, things have become more informal over time. And as a result of that, I think particularly young people are a little bit, you know, lost. I mean, they're not getting that kind of strong instruction that I think we received when we were growing up. Respect your, you know, your elders, refer to them this way. You know, there just were certain expectations. So it's a little confusing for them now. Yeah, I think some people don't yeah. get that. And so in a way, it's, it's not their fault. You know, it's the same thing. If you ask somebody in their early 20s or teens to write a letter and address a letter, 90% of them have no idea how to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, now that's true. sad. Really? True. Yes. Yeah. Oh. yeah. They don't know where to put I, I agree the address. with Kelly, totally. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't, they, they're like, hey, do I put the stamp on this side or that side? 
Mm-hmm. You know, like they just don't. They, I, you know, there's like 15 or 20 things I could list that uh, kids don't know how to do. Please don't ask them to tr- to write a check. Oh God! Uh, they probably don't have a checkbook. <laughs> yeah, they're, about, like, they're like Venmo. My, you know, <laughs> no, no, don't. I, you know, don't send me that. I, I don't. You know, there, there's a there's a guy in the Philadelphia area. He's funny. Um, the only social media I'm on is is Instagram, mostly because I I follow my my youngest, um, and my other two aren't on any social media. But I also can kind of follow um, some of my older kids' friends. But at any rate, this guy posts texts he receives from his children, um, questions they ask. I, I mean, and these are kids. In college, it is hysterical. I mean, the thing. <laughs> What's an example of, of oh one? Oh my gosh, I have to think or I'll pull up my phone. But the kids don't know how to. It's so. I couldn't make it up. They, they don't know how to do anything. I mean, they ask the funniest. I will, I will find some and um, send them to you and, and we can post them. Because okay. Just, <laughs> with a link to this guy because it's just hysterical. I remember having to demonstrate how to use a payphone to my son years ago. <laughs> oh, jeez. If you can find a payphone. Yeah, you know, it was at the bowling alley. Well, I saw something on TV recently where kids were shown, like, a phone from, like, the 1970s, you know, a dial phone, and they were told, you know, like, hey, how would you use this? And it was, when I say kids, I mean, they were probably in their late teens or early 20s, and there were three of them. They couldn't figure it out. They didn't know what to do. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Like, you know, it's like a picture of them in front of the phone talking, like picking it up. You know, <laughs> just they had no idea how to use it. Yeah, Mike's right. You see all around, you see old phone. Uh, they're not even booths anymore. It's just phones on the wall and the phones have been ripped out. It's just a jack left. Yeah. It's kind of sad. Our house is full of them. No more landlines. No, 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 no. Anything else, either one of you? I want to jump in on breakfast waitresses, mm-hmm. breakfast servers in diners. I think they fall into an entirely different category. It's just one of the things that I've noticed that it's the sort of thing where I, if I didn't get that sort of personal attention, I, I would feel like I was missing something. Because it's, they, it's part of their shtick? It is. It really is. And, you know, that's a that's a tough job to begin with because breakfasts don't cost that much. So, you know, when it comes time to do a tip for a breakfast uh, server, you know, often they're not getting nearly as much as what would be given at lunch or dinner just by the, the way the math works out. So, I don't know. It's just sort of one of those things where, it, it for me, it's I like going out to breakfast. I uh, I make sure I tip well because uh, I have a favorite aunt who always told me to do that. But then there's that back and forth and, you know, lots of terms of endearment in some cases. And I find that very appropriate. So I just want to throw that out there. Even up there in, in cold New York? Yeah. yeah. Breakfast. Depends on where you are. Depends on yeah. where you are and who's, you know, who's who's serving. But, yeah. Now, I remember back when I was married and my husband had just come home from Afghanistan, a year in Afghanistan, and we went to breakfast at this local um, breakfast place that we had gone to before. And the waitress came to our table and she looked at my husband and she goes, you haven't been here in a while, have you? And <laughs> yeah, right. we didn't say anything. 
And I said, well, he's been gone for a year. He was in Afghanistan. And she said, well, welcome back. And she walked away and he, he said, there's no way she remembers my face. I said, oh, there's a way. <laughs> Believe me, that's a breakfast waitress for you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a special category among humans, in my opinion. So Yeah, but I like that reminder, Mike, always overtip the breakfast waitress or breakfast yeah. server. Don't want to be accused of sexism again, Kelly. Yeah, your breakfast server, because breakfasts are so inexpensive. And so mm-hmm. just percentage-wise, they're not getting tips. So that's a good yeah. life rule, overtip the breakfast server. So in doing some research on this, I ended up on a Reddit page in which this particular question was asked, what do you think of these terms of endearment? And there were some interesting ones on the Reddit page, so I scraped some from the Reddit, and I just want to read it, read some to you. This follows right on Mike's comment. When you go to a restaurant and the waitress smiles nicely, saying, what will you be having, sweetie? That makes me feel at home and cared for. Did you write that one, Mike? <laughs> No, I didn't, but, um, you know, I think that's it falls right in the same category. Yeah, and interesting, this, this is what my sister said to me when I was talking to her about this show. I do this all the time, using terms of hun and sweetie. People tend to be nicer and pay closer attention to what I'm saying when I do this. So she didn't see anything wrong with it at all. It, yeah. there, there's a, you know, and we've talked about this before, I I suppose I tend to harp on it, but you know, there are a lot of people out there who are fundamentally lonely, despite the fact that we're all supposed to be better connected now. And so those human interactions, which happen around a meal, for example, or, you know, a a service that's taking place is some, for some folks, I mean, that's a, that's a big deal. That may be the only time they're really interacting with a human being that day. And um, so terms of endearment can add a lot of color and warmth and texture to that exchange. Okay. Another person says she finds it kind of patronizing. She says, I always feel like people are talking down to me when they do that. Is yeah. that, is that an element? Depends on, depends on the context, you know. It depends on what, what the background is. Um, it can be done, again, the age difference, the, the difference in, you know, the relationship. Who, who's in the power position, uh, differences in gender. So it's very hard to generalize in my mind yeah. when it comes to this. A lot going on here, a lot more mm-hmm. than I realized. Somebody else said, sweetie, in particular, sounds like you're talking to a kid. Or, an, or a pet. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't treat people like your pets. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a good watchword to follow. I get this all the time from a lot of strangers. It always makes me feel uncomfortable, somebody said. But then somebody else said, when strangers call me pet names, it's cute and seems really American to me. I'm foreign. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I didn't think about that. Do well, they do that in I, other countries? Oh, Europeans are much more formal, you know. I, uh, great example, you know, I lived in France for a while, and I, I will never forget the fact that, you know, this family had lived in the same house with the same neighbors on both sides for like 30 years, and they all called one another Mr. and Mrs., Wow. Yeah, which in an in American neighborhood, if you were on a on a friendly basis with your neighbors, you wouldn't call them Mr. and Mrs. I mean, these are adults using that with other adults. It kind of blew my mind. But, you know, they weren't within that family circle. They didn't do things socially together. So they are much more formal. And Europeans tend to be, you know, my experiences with Europeans, they tend to be very shocked at how quickly we go to the familiar. 
if there are any Europeans out there listening, they may be shaking their heads as they listen to us this morning because it's just not a thing. A little word of caution if you'll be dealing with Europeans. Don't yeah. don't go right to the sweetie babe honey. Yeah. They're not going to like it. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Monsieur yeah. Madame. Yeah. 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 Well, I, you know, I have a, a good friend I knew from college and I knew her parents and her mother never, ever said to me that I could call her by her first name. Mm-hmm. So for 30 years, it's been Mrs. Jones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never got the go ahead. So that's fine. Right. Right. And in some ways, I'm more comfortable with that because that's how I, I knew that person like my whole life. So it would feel weird to call them something else because to me, they're Mrs. Jones. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. But that's oh, the I, relationship wise. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I felt. I had a couple of, you know, people, you know, moms told me to call them by their first name. And I struggled with it after years of calling them Mrs. So-and-so. It just felt weird. I was uncomfortable. Right. I was watching TV not too long ago, and the actor Ian McClellan was on a talk show with two other English gentlemen, and he got to talking about a story about when he comes back to London from wherever he's been traveling, and he comes out of the train station and gets in the taxi, and the taxi driver turns around and says to him, where are we going, love? And at this point, he, he teared up, and he said, and when I hear that, that's the moment I feel I'm home. And very meaningful for him. And interestingly, the two other men who were on the talk show as well teared up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's very it's very meaningful to be called love in England. It's, Is that man to man? Yeah, I think so. Really? Man to man, really? woman to man. That's funny. Love, love. Wow. That's wow. just, that that's really funny. very common, I think, love. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. not, not just not thought of as being offensive at all. It was meaningful to him, but it was meaningful to those three because they all mm-hmm. teared up at that story. All right, final thoughts on this, Mike or Kelly? Well, I just go back to what I said a moment ago. You know, I think however we can interact with people and create texture, warmth in our lives, and it's not only for your life, it's for whomever you're speaking with or working with, and, you know, done so in a respectful, meaningful way. That's really important because I just I keep coming across examples of both personally and things I read of just folks who are so disconnected in this world where we're supposed to be better connected. And, um, you know, it's especially a, a function of the pandemic where we all sat on Zoom meetings for three years. But, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just. I just think, you know, a, the a more little of that goes a long way, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, the more human interaction you can have with body language, eye contact, terms of endearment, mindfulness. Yeah, all being of that present, is, fully present. Right. Yes. Paying attention to the person you're speaking with and not letting it just be, you know, sort of a throwaway uh, throwaway interaction. Those those things are so important and we're just we're missing a lot of that. I just would encourage all of our listeners to make a difference in somebody's life today and maybe if a term of endearment is appropriate, use it. Except not in the workplace. There we go. Yeah, Thank and you, not Kelly. doll face. Let's stay away from Thank doll face. Okay. All right. So we now have some we now have some guardrails. Some ground Thank, rules. You. Thank you very much. Yeah, that that was a beautiful thought, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, that really was. Wonderful I, reminder. Yeah, I, and I I think people are doing the best they can. Give yourself a break, give others a break, and be kind. And don't use terms of endearment in the workplace. (laughs) And 
My last thought, I know you didn't ask for it yet, Marna, but here it comes. So today <laughs> is February 10th, or no, it's February 11th, sorry, I'm a day off, and tomorrow is the Super Bowl, and the Philadelphia Eagles are playing in the Super Bowl, and I'm a huge fan. Go Eagles! All right, there we go. Go Eagles! That's your. Um, that's my closing. That's your positive note that's on a positive, positive note. note. Go Eagles! Go Eagles! All right, it's going to be a great game, and I'm looking forward to it myself. On that happy note, let's keep this conversation going. Send us an email, or leave a voicemail at our website ethicsandetiquette.com. Our Instagram is at Ethics Etiquette and our Facebook page, Ethics and Etiquette. If you want to support what we're doing, subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'd appreciate it if you left a positive review while you're there. And thank you to all who keep recommending Ethics and Etiquette to your friends and family. For Kelly Hallian Zimmerman and Mike Derrick, I'm Marna Ashburn, and this is Ethics and Etiquette, a thought-provoking dialogue about everyday dilemmas. Thanks for being with us this week. Join us again. New episodes are posted on the first and third Wednesday of every month. See you then.